Welcome, welcome to the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. I'm Barbara Schreiner-Trudell, and I am the spiritual director for the Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I'm delighted to be here helping Rev Brez out as he's off keeping busy in other places. I'm going to bring you the good news tonight. Well, one of the good news things happening in Canada is today is National Truth and Reconciliation Day. And this is where we acknowledge the genocide of Indigenous children and women that have happened over the years and move into a place of making things better. So I just want to briefly share with you a land acknowledgement. And this is a formal statement that recognizes the unique and enduring relationship that exists between Indigenous peoples and their traditional territories. So where I am, the Anishinaabe, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and more recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit, are the, the clans of people who have kept this land beautiful and wonderful for all these years. So I recognize in gratitude all of the work that they've done to make this home a beautiful place for all of us. And all across Turtle Island, because we're in the U.S. here as well, that Turtle Island is that place of many First Nation and Indo Indigenous uh, and Inuit people. So really grateful to all of these wonderful people for the work that they've done. And we work forward now to reconcile and create harmony a nice new reality for all of us. So I'm grateful, grateful, grateful. All right, well, we have got some great stories tonight. I am so excited. So the first one is about wolves. How cool is this? Wolves were likely man's best friend long before dogs. Who knew? So the uh, story is that scientists from the cold north uh, have proved that wolves can distinguish between strangers and people they knew. Huh. And they're more affectionate, of course, with the ones they're familiar with. So they did a study. Scientists tested 10 wolves and 12 dogs to see how they behaved in strange and stressful situations. The wolves showed the person they knew more affection by getting closer to them and spending a longer time greeting them. So it was really clear um, that the wolves, as the dogs, preferred the familiar person. So that makes sense. We know that about our puppies. Um, but what was perhaps more interesting was that while the dogs were not particularly affected uh, by the test situation, the wolves were. They were pacing the test room. However, when the familiar person came in, their hand raiser that they had been with all their lives, when they re-entered the test room, the pacing behavior stopped indicating that the familiar person acted as a social stress buffer for the wolves. How cool is that? So, the, you know, the interesting thing is that these animals have shown that there is definitely an attachment between wolves and humans. And so, you know, maybe it's time for us to look at the wolf from a new vantage point, not as necessarily a predator to all of us, but again, another being in this world that, if we connect at an early stage, we create harmony. Very cool, very cool. Well, here's, a, here's another interesting story, thinking of predators. So we've got this eagle mom. She goes out and comes back to her nest to feed her baby, and she brings back a little baby hawk. Yeah, for this 
baby to eat, right? That's what hawks eat. And what's interesting is they ran, they had this uh, camera in there uh, that was pointed at the bald eagle's nest. And it caught this display over a number of many, many, many hours. And 32 hours later, the baby eagle, the little eaglet, did not eat that baby, ate all around, grabbed any little bits out of the nest that were left over from previous meals. You know, those little snacks we put in the fridge. Well, they just sort of hang in their nest and grabbed that stuff and actually bonded with this baby hawk. Who knew? And the mother started feeding the baby hawk as well as the baby eaglet. Cool story, isn't it? I love that. It's so fun to think of animals working in such a beautiful and harmonious way. Well, here's another interesting thing. There's six amazing stories of wild animals rescuing humans. How cool is this? The first one is this marine turtle that saved a woman, a 62-year-old woman who survived a shipwreck when a sea turtle rescued her life. And this was, uh, the story was released by the Philippine Navy. Uh, Villanova was fighting to cling on to anything when the turtle arrived and she was able to grasp the turtle's shell. For two days, she hung on to the animal and, and it swam her back. And when she was picked up by the sailors on the ship, the turtle made sure that she was in good hands and circled the ship three times before plunging into the water just to make sure that this woman she rescued was actually safe. How cool is that? A whale rescues a scientist from a shark attack. Shark attacks are pretty scary. So it took researcher Nan Hauser a while to figure out what was going on when a humpback whale began pushing and directing her into the water. She was horrified and bewildered at first until she understood that the whale had discovered something she hadn't noticed, a massive tiger shark swimming near the surface of the water. So after observing the shark, Nan recognized that the whale was trying to protect her and guided her back to her boat in the process. Despite the fact that Nan has spent her life in whale protection, she has never seen anything like this before. But she is aware that whales were known to engage in similar behavior while protecting seals from killer whale attacks. So even though she has no way of knowing what these whales were thinking, she's aware that they have an altruistic desire to help other animals of other kinds. It's kind of like that, you know, practicing random acts of kindness that some of us like to do as well as humans. So this is the animal version. Now, this story is very, very cool. Uh, beavers saving a young boy. So there's a little child in Ontario, Canada. Ontario's where I live. And he was camping with his parents when he elected to remain on dry land while they went boating. Now, tragically, the boat capsized and this child saw his parents perish. So that's really heartbreaking. So he attempted to walk toward a town but when night fell, he realized he'd have to sleep on the chilly, wet ground. The little boy woke with soft hair on his skin and although being incredibly exhausted, mistook it for a dog snuggling up to him and he fell back to sleep. When he awakened the following morning, he discovered that three wild beavers had kept him warm and safe all night. 
They kept him in the warm, in the, warm in the woods without bulky clothing. And you know, in Ontario at night, depending on the season, it can get pretty chilly down around zero quite easily. So beavers, who knew? Okay, here's one more. Lions rescue a girl from kidnappers. Okay, I've never heard this before. So a 12-year-old girl was going home from school in June and she was ambushed and taken by four guys. They were most likely planning to sell her into forced marriage. So a week later, when the police were on their trail, the kidnappers were trying to relocate her when a pride of lions heard her screams and rushed in. Now, according to the reports, the lions scared the intruders away and stayed vigil over the girl until the authorities arrived. The lions apparently understood enough about the violent attack to keep the, the victim safe from the attackers. The girl was subsequently rescued and returned home unharmed. Very cool story. And Amber Mason, eight years old, was separated from her family as a result of the tsunami that hit Thailand. And we can all remember a little bit of what that was like. So Mason would have been carried away by that first wave if it hadn't been for the kindness of an elephant named Ning Nong. As soon as the first wave hit, the elephant snatched Amber and carried her to higher ground on its back. Suddenly, it instinctively halted and turned its back to the wave just as it was about to smash into them, saving the small girl from being sucked under the tremendous power of the water. You know, we sometimes underestimate animals. You know, we think that, uh, you know, they're not as conscious as we are. They're not as aware as we are. You know, they're just animals. Well, this is suggesting something very, very different than that. I think animals have an incredible consciousness and uh, maybe it's time we pay them some, uh, some respect around that. All right. So a surfer rescued by dolphins. We've all heard these stories before. So dolphins are one of the few wild creatures whose stories are often documented in the media. Uh, Todd Endress, a surfer from California, was savagely attacked by a great white shark. It tore him up so terribly that the skin on his back was torn off. His right leg was sliced down to the bone. He was finally saved by a pod of dolphins who stood up to the shark and forced it to leave the surfer alone after a long battle. So the dolphins surrounded him and escorted him to the beach in a protective circle of their own. So cool. So bottom line, animals are our closest companions. And I think we need to give them a little high five because they really deserve it. I think learning how to live in harmony with all of nature, animals, plants, sea, air, I think that's going to create a better world for all of us. So pretty darn exciting. And one more cool story before we go to a commercial break. There is a new island. Yes. Say hello to Home Reef Island, newly made just this month from a volcano, an underground volcano. So it's time to, you know, come together as humanity and welcome this beautiful island. After an underwater volcano in the Southwest Pacific Ocean awoke on September the 10th and began oozing lava, the new land slowly built up until six acres of volcanic rock had solidified. Home Island is situated on a seafloor ridge, 
stretching from New Zealand to Tonga that has the highest density of underwater volcanoes in the world. And so this island, now it started off as about an acre or 4,000 square meters, uh, and then an elevation of 32, 33 feet above sea level. By the 20th of September, it had grown to six acres or about 24,000 square feet. And now it has reached eight acres in size. So how cool is this that we can actually see from this, what's called Landsat 9 is an Earth observation satellite, uh, which was launched last year in 2021. And that's what's been recording this. And this is where we get this view from. We can see this as a result of that incredible satellite. Who knew? Crazy things going on in this beautiful world of us. Well, right now you're watching the good news and we're going to take a little commercial break and we will be right back with more good and interesting news. Stay tuned. New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. And now more good news. Uh, this is really great news. So doctors hail new area for era for cancer screening as they single out uh, a single blood test spots multiple cancers in early stages. How cool is this? So what's interesting is this blood test is like a game changer a whole new era of what's possible. It's called the gallery test, and it looks for multiple different kinds of cancer DNA in the blood, which can not only identify cancers in much earlier stages, but even where to look in the body. So in the recently completed Pathfinder trial, 6,621 adults over 50 took the gallery blood test, which came back positive in 92 patients, 35 of which already had solid tumors and none of whom had had any early symptoms. Nice to know there's a way of finding them. Well, the tumors were found in the liver, colon, breast, and blood were mostly either too small to have been detected normally or in the case of some others, not of the kind that are routinely tested for, including ovarian and pancreatic. 
which tend to be diagnosed late and have high mortality. And it's funny because I was talking to somebody earlier today about pancreatic cancer and how it isn't detected. And, you know, it's a really difficult one and people often die from it. So this is so cool. So the blood tests for multiple types of cancer and, you know, really you'd think this was science fiction, but you know what? It's happening and it's the cancer research in the UK. So research like this is crucial for making progress against late stage cancers and giving more patients the chance of a good outcome. So the Pathfinder trial results give us a better understanding of how frequently cancer is found by this blood test in people who haven't been previously diagnosed. Now, next year, a second trial with 165,000 participants are expected to come. So that, that is a game changer. That could make a big difference for a whole lot of people. If you can find out right at the beginning, probably something can be done about it. So good news. Well, I love this little story. Oh, little baby. So mom says her baby boy's sight was saved by a message from a stranger who spotted an abnormality on a TikTok. Yay, TikTok, right? <laughs> TikTok is something that the kids love, but, you know, maybe we should too. So new mother, Lily Fleet, posted a cleverly edited video dressing her son, Ari, that happened to be spotted by an optometrist, Laura Brown. Noticing Ari's left eye had a cloudy appearance and an outward squint during a short few seconds of the video, she messaged the mom suggesting she get her checked out, get him checked out. The test revealed he had a congenital glaucoma, which required an urgent operation to open a tube in his eye so the fluid could drain out. Now, Lily had been to the doctors already, had been turned away until she went armed with Brown's advice. When we saw the specialists, they said this isn't often picked up before seven months. So very, very lucky. And Fleet, who's from East London, I wasn't surprised because I had noticed his eyes and had been to the doctor, but Laura encouraged me to make sure I saw a specialist and that made all the difference. So untreated glaucoma can eventually lead to blindness and Fleet said she had noticed Ari's eye wasn't focusing properly and had been reassured, oh, it's fine. You know, the doctors say, well, check it later. She was told to come back if the squint hadn't corrected by three months. The cloudiness, which is caused by the undrained fluid, appeared a week later. So here it is. Somebody sees a TikTok, notices something, and chooses to reach out. That is one of the ultimate beautiful acts of kindness. So I got to say, to this uh, woman, Brown, like, wow, nice going, beautiful job. Such a sweet thing to do, especially to a new mom. Our little babies mean so much to us. So beauty, beauty, beauty. I love that. I love that. All right. So here's another story that's really cool. This is about a cure for spinal cord injury. This is something that has not been able to be handled. Like you sever your spinal cord, guess what? You're paralyzed. So this treatment uh, will, it uh, regrew nerves in paralyzed mice within three months. 
The medication triggers cells of long spindly parts of the severed nerves called axons to regenerate themselves. Now, currently, spinal cord injury does not have any effective treatments that involve a repairing of what was damaged. So physical rehabilitation can help patients regain some mobility. Um, there is electrical stimulation technologies to stimulate the nerves and muscles to act as before, but never with the precision of the real thing. So this work shows a drug called TTK21 that is administered systemically once a week after a chronic spinal cord injury in animals can promote neuronal regrowth and an increase in synapses that are needed for neuronal transmission. So this is important. So imagine, you know, years ago, if you had a spinal cord injury, then you just lived as a paraplegic or a quadriplegic for the remainder of your days. This is a whole new thing where all of a sudden the damage to the spinal cord which has interrupted the electrical signal to the rest of the body, which doesn't work well for us. This is shifting it and changing it. Great hope for people who've had one of these injuries that just maybe they'll be back in the game in short order in a whole new way. So how exciting is that? Uh, some people in the world are just sweet as the day is long, aren't they? So John Cena smashes the Guinness World Book record for granting 650 wishes for sick children. Oh, sounds like a pretty nice guy. So American actor and WWE superstar John Cena has set a new record for the most wishes granted through the Make-A-Wish Foundation with 650 the Make-A-Wish Foundation helps fulfill the wishes of children who have been diagnosed with a critical illness. As the most wished for celebrity, nobody else has ever granted more than 200 wishes in the 42-year existence of Make-A-Wish. Whoa, way to go, John. So targeting children between the age of 2 and 18, they can choose to meet a celebrity, go to an event, or even give a gift to someone else. And we're thrilled to honor Cena as the man who has fulfilled the most wishes. You know, there's something sweet about helping a child, especially a little child who's been sick, you know, be able to give them something that maybe they never would have been able to have. So that's kind of cool. Way to go. He says, if you ever need me for this ever, I don't care what I'm doing. I will drop what I'm doing and be involved because I think that's the coolest thing. Cena said in an interview after being honored for 500 wishes granted, he says, I just drop everything. And if I can offer a fantastic, washed it, can't do a thing with it. If I can offer a fantastic experience, I'll be first in line to do my part. Wow. Way to go, John Cena. He began his career in professional wrestling in 1999 and has since gone on to become the most, one of the most popular athletes of all time. He is a 16-time world champion in WWE. Wow. Crowd favorite. Gotta love somebody who gives back in such a beautiful way, and especially to the children. Love, love, love. Good things for the kids. Beautiful. Well, here's another youth story that's uh, that's kind of lovely. And this is one that, you know, might even surprise you that uh, a recent report says the number of youth arrests for violent crime has declined in 2020 and was down 78 percent from its peak in 1994. Whoa, good news. 
Analysis of the data from the FBI found that people aged 17 and younger accounted for just 7% of all arrests for violent crime like murder and robbery in 2020. So law enforcement age agencies made an estimated 424,300 arrests of youth in 2020, a 38% drop from the previous year. Well, that's significant. And half the number from five years earlier, 8% were for violent crime, one-fourth of 1% 1 was for murder. These are really great stats. I mean, it's wonderful to think of our youth, you know, transitioning in some way. And then, of course, when you think of COVID, you would expect maybe an upswing rather than a reduction. So this is really great news. Way to go, youth of the U.S. Love that. Well, and here's a story that just made me smile. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Italy's oldest student graduates again at age 98. Look at this guy. Is he wonderful or what? Giuseppe Paterno celebrates after graduating from his undergraduate degree in history and philosophy in Palermo. This is beautiful. Uh, Paterno has added a master's in history and philosophy from the University of Palermo to an initial degree in the same subjects he earned there two years ago. He passed the latest degree with top marks. Again, his proud family said on Facebook, he has no plans to rest and wants to write a novel using his trusty typewriter. Now, some of you youth out there might have to Google that and figure out what it is. So he was born in 1923, grew up in a poor family in Sicily, and despite his love of books and studies, he wasn't able to go to university as a young man. Instead, he served in the Navy during the Second World War from the age of 20 and went on to be a railway worker. And today, look at him today. Man, what a joy that is. A master's in history and philosophy. Love that story. All right. And last but not least, this is very, very cool. This is the world's largest corn maze, and it immortalizes James Bond movies with 10-mile masterpiece. Look at that picture. Is that something or what? It's in Illinois. It's amazing. Even super spy James Bond might need British intelligence to help to escape this quantum of corn. An incredibly detailed maze was planted on an Illinois farm to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the iconic agent's first film, Dr. No, and it's quite the specter. <laughs> um, hailed as the world's largest corn maze, the trail st stretches 10 miles and spans over a 28-acre area at the Richardson Avenue farm in Spring Grove. The five main Bond Bond actors who appeared in more than one film are perfectly immortalized in the planting. Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Sean Connery, Daniel Craig, and Pierce Brosnan. The design also features a Bond girl, a Monaco casino, an Aston Martin car driven by 007. And they said, we're Bond fans. We love all the films, explains George Ritz Richardson, age 69, who operates the farm along with his wife, Wendy, his son, George, and his brother, Robert. How fun is that? So every winter we are thinking about what the corn maze theme will be. If the Chicago sports teams did something spectacular, we celebrate that because it's popular with the customers and media. But that didn't happen. So we searched for anniversaries of great things. 
Several good ideas came to light, but themes also have to have the potential to make a great giant picture. Talk about a work of art, right? Isn't that outstanding? What I, what I love about these stories and what I love particularly about this one, because it's so unique and so different, is that here we are in a world where anything is possible. And sometimes we think nothing is possible. Everything is impossible. And I'm here to say, just looking at this picture, <laughs> anything is possible. You know, we're part of this infinite intelligent universe. And this is one of those times when we see how powerfully and productively and positively it works. From animals rescu rescuing humans, from wolves being pets to humans, and now a corn maze and a 98-year-old... <laughs> student getting highest marks. Oh my gosh, what a night this has been. I want to thank you for joining me tonight and being here as we shared some good news. Of course, we can always use more of that. Anyway, have a wonderful, wonderful week. Rev Briz will be back next week. And I got to say, I love you. Bless you. Have a fabulous weekend and happy, happy, happy National Truth and Reconciliation Day in Canada. God bless everybody. On behalf of everyone at New Thought Media Network, thank you for being a member of our virtual family. Your financial contributions help share the New Thought message with people from around the world. Please visit and contribute at www.ntmedia.org forward slash donate. New Thought Media Network, come be you. And please like share and subscribe until next time peace and blessings